Yeah, let's talk about that. I didn't see that. I can pull it up. Oh my word! Once again, Rudy. not doing any work. I had do no. You, I had do no you like I, movies. How would I just be like? Pay half an half an eyeball of attention to the, <laughs> the cinema world. Yeah. Shut it. So, uh, here I am doing science. Jerry tells the jokes. Dean sings the songs and gets the girl. Pizza time. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, invented Facebook. I just want to take another look at you. Come to the coast. We get together. Have a few laughs. back (laughs) loose concept after dark this is sean the host of loose concept (laughs) i'm here with one of you have to say the tagline sorry i'll stop i won't tell you we're under new management (laughs) i'm introducing my first co-host elijah smith elijah thanks for coming on the pod dude Thanks for making the time tonight. Thanks for having me. It's it's great to be what here. I just want to, you know, if you're gonna carry forward with this uh, primary host uh, gig, I should you should probably pronounce my name correctly. It's Elijah with a hard J, hard J sound in it. Elijah. So not to be a stickler, but next time. Next <laughs> I've time. been saying your name wrong. Yeah, you're trying to correct us all now that Micah. So did Mike actually go through with work and fix everyone's pronunciations of him? And now you're yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's Elijah, not Elijah. <laughs> you know, for all these years, everyone's been saying it with the soft, soft, soft J. You want the sound, hard J? Okay. And I just can't take it anymore. So that was the take. Hard this J. Week. Okay. Um, now I'm going to introduce <laughs> Rudy, Rudy Rudolph. Do I, am I pronouncing your name correctly? No, it's actually Rudy. Ruddy. It's actually Ruddy? a soft <laughs> okay. hard D. Nice. Rudolph. Dude. What's up, Sean? Good to have you back. You took a little week yeah. off, but you I'm needed... Much- you needed the R and R, right? Yeah, actually surprised I'm actually back. Just uh, listen to last week's pod and don't really appreciate the things that were said about me. <laughs> the <laughs> speed at which you were looking to replace me. Do you have me. anything to say? Yeah, uh, screw you guys. I'm going okay. home because <laughs> whatever, man. Um, <laughs> we need you to prove it to us. What prove do you, what your, must prove I your prove? commitment. What you're like you're like a, a husband who's had an affair and now you have to win back the trust of your, your oh wife. No. I'm like a father who not that serious. one baseball game because he had you're a work like, meeting. You're like the absentee father of this podcast. You guys are like the two whiny sons who are like, Dad, you never do anything for us. Like, dude, I just built you a freaking <laughs> batting cage in the backyard. Give me a break. Cut me some slack. Sorry, Dad. Your your money can't replace your love. Whatever, guys. Oh well, I'm yeah. back. You can't. Get Is that your me. statement? Concluding your statement. Yeah. It's good to have you back. Levi filled in well. So you. So usually we start off with um, an update of the week in trailers or movies we've watched in the last week. There is a little movie on HBO Max that we've been plugging hard internally, but Elijah was the only one to watch it actually over this weekend. Reminiscence. Hmm. Wait, we we have did we talk about reminiscence previously? Did I forget? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, yes, I did watch it. And uh should, do you want to hear what I thought about it or yes. should I should I withhold my Dude, opinions? Bring the takes. If, if there are good takes, we want to hear them. If they're not, Rudy and I will just see, say that we're pumped about it. I finished reminiscence and was, walked away thinking it was one of the the biggest wastes of time of my entire life. It's a oh. terrible movie. Maybe the worst movie of all time. I don't know. It's close. It's right up there with uh, with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker and uh, Maze Runner th- three. They're all they all might be the worst Maze movie. Runner. Scorch Trials. I, I don't think I saw Maze Runner. <laughs> the Scorch three. Trials. The Scorch Trials reminiscence and the Joker. The three worst movies ever made. I think. What made it so bad? It's just like a total snooze fest. I was like trying to keep, just like struggling to keep my eyes open. Nothing happened. It's like they had like this cool idea for like what would make a movie look cool, but then they didn't. They're like, yeah, we'll figure out the story part later. And then they never figured out the story part. So it's just a bunch of like weird scenes and uh, Hugh Jackman just sort of like doing ASMR voices in the background. 
and it's i don't know it's really it's bizarre can you describe asmr for our listeners who don't know what that is i'm going to take you on a journey he talks like this we're going on a journey all you have to do is follow the sound of my voice he just voice where is she who was she was she (laughs) the one i thought she was or was she tricking me was it all a lie or was it real i loved her i didn't love her it looked a little bit oh sorry sean this is making me feel like a mix of like the prestige like the way you're describing it's like a mix of the prestige and like um i was thinking of unknown with liam neeson memento it's like a chris nolan mashup i don't know you guys you guys might like it because you guys like bad movies but yeah yeah. i was not a fan it might be a good movie actually sean and and elijah just doesn't like it because it's a good movie so it looked really good but i wondered if it it was do you think this is one of those movies where they had like hugh jackman this is sort of the old hollywood like they had him on one more movie contract and they just had to throw a script at him and he just wanted out of the contract i don't know i think kendrick with his last album with his production company and he's just like i'm just gonna phone it in i think he uh i think he he jumped ship on wolverine too early i think he's just he just should have just kept playing wolverine until he died that was his mistake no he doesn't want to do that he doesn't i saw a great meme it was like he jackman all he wants to do is dance around on a stage in tights and sing (laughs) but he has to fund his his lifestyle with by shredding people with his adamantium claws (laughs) Well, Rudy, I don't know if anyone anyone told you, but those those movies aren't uh, real life. That's not real when he kills people like that. Oh, oh, yeah. It's actually all like how long effects, was the was CGI. the movie? But he has the claws, right? Like he doesn't kill people, but he has the claws. Yeah, yeah. They he come does out of have skin. those. Those are real life. The claws are real life, not the killing, though. It was probably over an hour and a half, so Elijah's automatically it was out a long movie? Over, over the ninety minute timeline. What was the running time? Um, I don't know. Too long. That was Too the long. running time. Mm. Well, let's switch gears to an actual good-looking movie, King mm. Arthur, which you think is set in the medieval times, but it's actually King Richard. King. <laughs> Did I literally? King Arthur t- would be good. <laughs> I literally typed King Arthur. King Arthur could be like a movie okay. about like who are famous Arthur's that aren't the actual King Arthur. Arthur the Aardvark. Hey, hey, Arthur. Hey Arthur. Hey Arthur. Uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Speak to you, sir. <laughs> you um, ASMR voice. I don't know of any Arthur. King Richard. Yeah, King Richard. That's the movie we're talking there about. There was an Arthur TV show that Christopher Cross did the soundtrack for. So it's, it's a slapper. Okay, a lot of Arthur vibes. There's from... a lot of Arthur's out there, Sean. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I got mixed up. But King Richard, I really enjoyed the aspect of there's this group of tennis players that I have followed most of my, I think, all of our adult, adult lives. I mean, their peak has been this last 10 years, 15 years, you could say. And I don't really know much about their their beginnings. Um, so I'm actually like, really looking forward to this movie. What's it about? The Williams sisters. Oh, did you say that already? Probably not. <laughs> Just We're making here. sure it's, it's uh, said somewhere. Why don't you? Well, here, how about I read the? Uh, yeah, can you the read thing? the description? I'm gonna read the thing. This is kind of fun. I like watching you guys just. It's like I feel just like the flounder. father now. I was like teaching you guys how to swim, and now you're you're like swimming on your own. No, me. or we're barely drowning. drowning. But I'm preparing for, preparing for my eventual exit from the podcast altogether. When you guys have to do it on your own, maybe, maybe in ten years. When maybe some sometime I'll just take a week off randomly and be like, "Oh, I didn't watch the movie. Oh, sorry, I can't make it on tonight. Too tired." Okay. And then me and Sean will just <laughs> rip on you. <laughs> okay, the King Richard. Phone conversation we have on IMDb. A look at how tennis superstars Venus and Serena Williams became who they are after the coaching from their father, Richard Williams. Rich. Big Rich. Rich, rich Williams. Yeah. Um, I, I was saying about this trailer, it looked sick. Like the first 80% of it looked sick. I think it's just funny how you have the two 
would you say the two most famous women athletes of our era? Yes. I know people don't like <laughs> people really don't like saying when you say uh, Serena Williams is the best woman tennis player. People don't like that. They want you to just say she's the best tennis player, which I mean they're both icons. Not not necessarily true. Uh, we're not going to get into that, but we are going to get let's into get the fact into that it. We're, no, <laughs> we, we get we, more we, controversial. We, we are going to get into the fact that only Hollywood can take a movie about two just hero goddesses. Should women be allowed to play sports? <laughs> okay, you're really trying to get this spot. I'm going right? to cut this out. <laughs> well, I just like. It's just like I can't, give, I can't drop enough hints to ask these guys to quit the pod. So I'm just gonna try and get us canceled. <laughs> that will end it. It's hard to get canceled when you only have 12 listeners. Yeah, someone will write it to the police. Yeah, um, I think it's a strange title. Just kidding. I'm gonna do this podcast till I die. And I'm even looking at the poster and the, you know, all of a lot of the imagery is just not you know indicative that this is even a tennis movie so interesting marketing but i mean if you watch a trailer i think it's pretty intriguing and i'm looking forward to it what do you think elijah you haven't really spoken great graphic design on the poster a plus graphic design on the poster you know it's about tennis because there's a girl sitting in a uh, (laughs) shopping cart full of tennis balls (laughs) you can't really see that i mean why would i think that's about tennis well, Will Smith has tennis shorts and socks on and shoes. The girls have tennis shoes as well. And at the bottom it says Venus, Serena, and the plan for greatness. Okay. So you put it together. Yeah. I don't know. I love the it's graphic design. It's very small type. but As a graphic designer, I can comment. Yeah, what, what do you Actually, know? as a, as an art director, that's my official title. I'm an art director, and this is good good design. No, um, yeah, I sort of agree with Rudy. I don't know, like, it's sort of bizarre that they're making a, a movie about Venus and Serena Williams, and <laughs> actually it's about their dad, because they're apparently not interesting enough to make a movie about. <laughs> we have to make a movie about their dad instead. Yeah. So that's just sort of sort of a weird move. But uh, I like Will Smith. Will Smith's back. My guy, John Bernthal, is in this. Mm, so. Yeah. I'm a fan of him. I wonder what role he plays. I mean, that. he's got a six stash. It says Rick Machi, but I don't know who Rick Machi is. So you got to think Macchio. he's got to think he's he's cool. John Bernthal's playing him. Dylan McDermott and a bunch of other people. Yeah, looks good. I'm in. <laughs> if my name was Dylan McDermott and I was having a child, I would name him Kermit. How great of a name would Kermit McDermott be? <laughs> Kermit. <laughs> what a horrible name. I, I think that would be a tough father-son <laughs> relationship going yeah going on. my name is dylan mcdermott and this is my son kermit kermit <laughs> mcdermott uh, kermit mcdermott Love any it. other any other movie news you guys have been seeing recently movies oh. are back baby yeah well, i'm surprised news. at box office um so here's just a little bit here go ahead rudy i was just we could cut this but i just came across this movie called the card counter I don't know if you talked about it. It sounds terrible. I don't think you talked about it last week. It's got o- Oscar Isaac in it, Willem Dafoe. It's about a guy playing poker. It looks legit. He's like a suave poker player. So maybe we can talk about it next week. Next week's trailer of the week. That's what they call a tease in the biz, in the podcasting biz. Heck yeah. What I was interested in, in just reading off the worldwide um, box office totals for 2021 I mean, in a year that most theaters are closed, it's pretty, I think, interesting to see, um, like, Black Widow has $180 million domestically, um, Fast and Furious is 173 when everyone said that movie was garbage. Oh, it um, was. A Quiet Place Part 2, 160 But what's really interesting is, you know, then you go to the worldwide there's this movie called High Mom that has $800 million. Never heard of it. Um, China. F, China. Uh, Fast and Furious 9, almost $700 million. Detective Chinatown 3. China. 
China. It's all the Chinese. The Chinese million. love movies, man. China Godzilla has like 10 billion Kong, people. Almost 500 million, and then Black Widow, almost 400 China. million. That's why you need uh, John Cena to grovel before the, his uh, his communist Chinese overlords <laughs> in, a, in a video. <laughs> but I think uh, theaters still have a spot, but I think it is very much very much reduced with all of these movies coming on streaming devices so <laughs> we keep having this debate about like whether movie theaters are dead or not i feel like who cares like let's just keep watching movies how they come just watch them how they come guys wanna give them to us on our computer okay wanna give them to us on the tv okay gonna make us go to the movie theater fine <laughs> i will fine. see movies however it happens well, I think you know, gonna, movies uh, find a way. I think we should move <laughs> on to our uh, feature film. Oh, yeah, no, I have, a, I have a damage control. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. Uh, you're very good looking. I'm not attractive. All right. As long as you're willing to admit that now. Oh, boy. Oh, no. This is You're, from. You want to say from, sorry? From uh, two pods ago. No, I'm not. I will never apologize for anything. That's a, against my personal uh, principles. But this damage control is from uh, two pods ago. Sean and I were talking about um, music for some reason. Oh, Lady Gaga. We were going over the trailer for the um, House of Gucci. Oh yeah. And we were talking about Lady Gaga being in it, and Sean was talking about Lady Gaga used to, how she used to be a mu- musician, and he he said that it was uh, she was in on a uh, top fifty radio stations. There's no such thing as top fifty; it's top forty. Damage controlled. You've just been damage controlled. <laughs> <He's got> damage <laughs> control. <laughs> but then the bigger control. the bigger damage control is after we were talking about Lady Gaga being a musician. I started singing "Please Don't Stop the Music," which is apparently actually a Rihanna song. So <laughs> self damage control. I maybe, I won't, maybe I won't have be able to be on the podcast next week, guys. Uh, I think we should. This damage control is brought to you by. Magic Eraser by Mr. Clean. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get canceled by the the little monsters. Ugh. You guys know that's what Lady Gaga calls her fans, right? Yikes! No, Big I yikes. did not know that. <laughs> Team Little Monster. <laughs> Team Little Monsters. Die. That's why I was able to sing a song of hers right off the top of my head like that. <laughs> I think we'll transition to now. It's the time. movie yes. of the Feature week. Film of the week. I'm just trying to think if I had anything else I wanted to talk about before we uh, oh, do that. You're just going to interrupt just, me again. This is just the Elijah pod, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running this. We are doing A Few Good Men, the 1992 classic film with Tom Cruise as the lead. This is, I think this is a breakout movie. You want to investigate me, roll the dice, and take your chances. A rookie lawyer. Do you think Santiago was murdered? It doesn't matter what I believe. It only matters what I can prove. A feared colonel. Don't ever question my orders. In a battle for truth. I want to slam dunk this guy. Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, in a Rob Reiner film. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! A few good men. Rated R. At theaters December 11th. Part of the nation's capital in a courthouse of the U.S. government, one man will stop at nothing to keep his honor, and one will stop at nothing to find the truth. The truth. Guys, have you both seen this movie before, this pod before? In its entirety? No. This is my first time watching it. No and no? Wow. Yes. I don't watch movies. Have you have you seen like any snippets of it, like the famous? Yes. You can't handle the truth. Have you seen that before? Like you can't handle the truth. I feel like yeah, we're all I, trying uh, to do it. I edited it into one of the podcast theme songs. I don't know if you remember, recall, but it was a. Uh... No, I recall, but I don't know if you actually saw the. Well, I must have to edit it into <laughs> the theme song. I don't know if you ever seen the movie. No, I've never seen it. I knew, didn't know that that was from this, that clip, but that's about all I knew. 
Jack Nicholson, you can't handle the truth. I thought it was interesting. You said this was Tom Cruise's breakout movie. I feel like Tom Cruise has like 17 breakout movies. Well, looking at his IMDb... There's like a period where Tom Cruise is just like early... knocking him out of the park. Where you get, I guess you Top know, Gun. Top Gun, The Firm. Before this. Rain Man. Jerry Maguire. I feel like there's this... Thunder. I mean, The Risky Firm's business. after this. <laughs> <laughs> Should I continue? Made in America. Yeah, maybe not. Just kidding. That one's not a breakout one. Maybe I should have said dramatic because I feel like a lot, a, lot, a lot of those other movies, maybe Rain Man would be a dramatic, a drama. I feel like this was just such a different take than what everybody knew him as Top Gun, as Maverick, or mm. even Ron and Born on the Fourth of July. I think this is what led him to get that role in The Firm. I mean, I don't know if that's actually true, but... Rudy, you want to go with your best? Yeah, I'll go with my best. Uh, kind of disappointing. Like, I threw what? my best out there. No, no. Let oh. me finish, on. I was kind of disappointed because <laughs> I threw my best out there. Like <laughs> My best 10 or 15... is that this movie is disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I determined the best part of this movie like 15 minutes into the movie, and then I got a lot less of the best part throughout the movie. So I think the best part is Jack Nicholson. Nicholson, not Nicholas. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Nicholson. Um, Who's calling him Nicholas like, on the pod the other week? Was that you, Rudy? I, 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 I was in, that was in phone conversation. That was in internal discussions about Oh, internal movies. discussion. Brought yeah. I corrected late. you. All right, that's right. Yeah, um, I was just looking out for you. Yeah, appreciate it, bud. Uh, I You're feel welcome. like his command of the screen is so just all-consuming. And he's just like, this guy is a freaking military. This guy is a freaking Marine veteran. He's seen some things. Like, his when he talks, he just moves his mouth. He doesn't move his head at all because he doesn't have time. Like, he either has, like, a major neck injury from falling out of a helicopter in Vietnam or he's, like, just <laughs> stone cold. I don't have time for any extraneous movements. He's just the man. Like, just freaking scary. Like, you, you just, like, everything's silent when he's talking. And it was great. And there wasn't enough of them. So then I put that down like towards the beginning of the movie. And then the rest of the movie, you know, there's hardly any Jack Nicholson. And then at the very end, he comes back to deliver that amazing, memorable line. Yeah, you don't know and if he's going to come back or not. What about you? Oh, you know he's coming back. Nah, the best uh, best part of the movie is Cruise. Pretty much just like any other movie with Cruise in it, the best part of the movie is Cruise. It's always Cruise if <laughs> he's in a movie. No. He's no. the best part, 1,000%. No. He's, he's absolutely electric from the jump where he's just out there, you know, taking taking swings at the softball, soft, on the softball yeah. uh, diamond. I don't know. What do you call a baseball field? field? Softball field. Is it a field? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a field. field. He's out there taking cuts in the batting cages, and she's, like, getting on his case, and he's just got that smile. It's like, man, I love Cruz. <laughs> Cruise man, he's the best. <laughs> There's like the best part of Cruise movies are then where he has like a Cruise monologue where he's just sort of going nuts, flying way too close to the sun, and the, he does that like six or seven times in this movie. So it was great. I love that part of it. Yeah, I love yeah. that uh, they really just you know if if he was a car, they just took him out on the autobahn and just let it let those those horses run, baby. Cruise control. Love it. Word. Well, I knew you were going to do Cruise, so I had to switch it up. And you know me. I love some good dialogue. And this is one of Sorkin's, I think, best movies. Um, he, Aaron Sorkin wrote this movie. So my best is iconic dialogue. The fact that almost 30 years later, you two hadn't even seen this movie. They hadn't? They knew you know, the most Did famous. Did Bono see it? Bono what? hadn't seen it? <laughs> Both of you. A booch. The Edge? <laughs> Larry, I'm pretty sure Larry Mullen Jr. likes this movie. What a, what a turd. <laughs> what a freaking turd. Crushing it. Turd of the week. <laughs> Let's go. What did I Sorry. say? Continue. You guys turn hadn't seen week. it. We hadn't seen it. This is way more fun than hosting. I can just make jokes now. I don't yeah, have to I feel worry like about what we're talking about. Us now. <laughs> this isn't fun. I feel like attack. <laughs> Yeah, I'm never hosting. Um, <laughs> I'm not attacking you. Yeah, I just think the best is obviously the iconic dialogue, 
classic scenes, courtroom. The fact that um, you are very engaged with this movie. It's almost like an action movie, but mostly just conversations. Um, and you kind of just <laughs> enter the situation and really the only action type scene is when they're in uh, Cuba um, and really just in like a Jeep. And that's like really the only like you could consider like tense part is that they might get shot if they don't wear the camouflage. But um, and the beginning, obviously, when um, PFC Santiago is murdered in his bed. Um, Santiago. But yeah, I just always go back to this movie. I feel like I watch it like once a year. So one of, my, one of my favorites. Is this top 20? Or uh, well, I guess we'll talk about it later. Sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> Sorry to skip ahead. skip ahead. <laughs> you know how this um, podcast works, sir? I don't even <laughs> I don't remember how this works. Who wants to go first know. for worst? Elijah, why don't you go since you uh, trolling first, me? First for the worst, There, this was a tie. There are two things in this movie that really bothered me and that were, were both equally terrible and awful and could be the, perceived as the worst. I couldn't decide which one was worse, so I'll let you guys decide. Kiefer Sutherland's haircut or Kevin Bacon's haircut? Yes, Elijah! <laughs> That's my worst. My worst was Kevin Bacon's hair. I love that. <laughs> the flat top is not doing KB any favors Bro, there, but at the same he time... He looks like a Lego man. Kiefer Sutherland, very weirdly shaped head. I never realized it before until seeing this movie. Weird head. Egg head, almost. Very egg-shaped yeah. head. Yeah. Dude, not I couldn't to, agree not more. Not to objectify men or anything, but uh, especially in the courtroom scene where Kevin Bacon is like in his duds and he's like standing, like it's almost like they illuminated the back of his head too. So yeah. it's just like <laughs> I don't know how he got all so his hairs spiky. to stand up that high. Like he like rubbed it horrible. on a balloon beforehand, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then he blow dried it. <laughs> yeah, and then like he had someone like coming with like a little form that they put over and just like yeah. shaved it all perfectly to be perfectly square. <laughs> like horrible. I love it. I love that you had the same one. Yeah. Absolutely. So you guys are awful, both worst. Awful haircuts. Yeah, yeah, that was my worst. Yeah, that might be it for me. Dang. Can't believe you guys both went that with the hair route. But I think that <laughs> I think that uh just is a compliment for the movie that you guys just had to go low with the military cuts. Uh my worst is probably Sam Weinberg's character. I feel like, that? well, no, that's his, that's his name in the movie, Sam Weinberg. He's, oh, who's, which is one of his, man? yeah, he's one of the lawyers. Oh, 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 like the sort of like sarcastic guy who's just like, yeah, the, I feel like the Billy Crystal guy. He's played by Kevin Pollack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does Kevin look Pollack. like Billy Crystal. I feel like he discount Billy Crystal. Yeah. I feel like he's like third wheeling at most of the movie, <laughs> and... which is great. Yeah, but I don't know. I just think sometimes he is just kind of there as a prop. Um, and it's really just, you know, supposed to be this, you know, mostly conversations between. Um, uh, just use the actor names. Yeah, Tom Cruise and Demi Moore. <laughs> and he's just kind of there awkwardly, like always. And I don't know. I feel yeah. like it's just yeah. kind of is strange. Like he's like picking so up the papers to... after he has this fit, and it's just kind of like, yeah, I'll drink with you. And I don't know. It just is a. Usually he has like these awkward conversations and doesn't really add anything on their legal counsel. Um, yeah. Like he's not bringing up good ideas. He's just kind of like he's supposed to be the research guy. He's supposed mm. to be the expert witness prep guy, and he just doesn't do either one of those jobs well. Um, and I'm just out on him. So not to keep, I'm, I promise I'm not trying to undercut you, but I actually liked him in this movie. I thought he was a good character. I like having that guy there as sort of like the weird, like awkward guy. They can't just like, they can't just like Tom Cruise and Demi Moore can't just like start making out because yeah. he's there just chilling. He's sort of just like the awkward without knowing he's, he's like being awkward, but they're both sort of glad he's there so that they don't, you know, start making out. Mm. Yeah, I kept expecting them to start making out, and they never really did. There's a great dynamic there. So disagree. Disagree <laughs> with both. <laughs> Just kidding. But I could see how you would say that. I could. I can understand that that point of view. But 
I thought he was good. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold the I'll hold the line for Kevin Pollock. Thank you. I'm sure he he appreciates he it. He really appreciates it with his <laughs> acting career after that. You think guys think you guys think he's a listener? Oh yeah, he, he totally be. is. Shouts to Kevin. Rudy, what's your courtesy nata scene? Dude, wait, yeah. before we go, I was just looking at Kevin Pollock's uh uh IMDB page. He got like majorly wronged by and there's like his description here. The first word they used to de- IMDB uses to describe Kevin Pollock is short, five five, oh. dark, oh, no. compact, balding character actor. Oh, oh. I feel bad for him now. Yeah, he needs a better agent. Get your agent to call up IMDb and straighten that out. Yeah, just take all my worst attributes and uh, and line those up as my uh, my defining qualities. Thanks, short, IMDb. Short, dark, compact, balding. balding. Oh my! It's like, and they followed up with character oh. actor, which means like, yeah, you're never gonna you can't be a really leading act. man. You're not handsome enough to be a leading man. Just a character. Yeah. Good actor. Look not at that hat he's wearing too. I love that hat he's wearing in the picture. Um, oh, that's great. Do you guys watch the marvelous, marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yes. Yeah, so. He is the father-in-law. He is a uh, Moish. Moish. Whoa! An actor in this movie is in another <laughs> film thing. Dude, shut <laughs> up, dude! I hate <laughs> Troll Elijah, dude. <laughs> Troll Elijah's the worst. He's like on. He's like freaking out in rare form tonight too, dude. No matter how hard you troll us, we're never gonna give up on this podcast. I can't okay? help, so. help myself. He's trying to push. Right, cut a scene. Cut a scene. Sorry. Back on. Back on the track. I'll get you back right. on track. Cut a scene. Out scene. Rudy, to especially spite you, Elijah. I'm cutting the unhinged Tom Cruise scene where he gets drunk. I think that's which the worst. one. Like, <laughs> There's dude, like the drunk what, seven. That's what I had. Drunk Tom Cruise. Like first of all, terrible drunk acting. Like. <laughs> you're kind of playing the happy drunk for a second. I guess I don't know. And then like you're able to drive and like you're able to put like, together really think. complex thoughts. Like yeah. you're you're terribly it's such a dumb it's just dumb. Just bad. Like make him be angry. Don't make him act it's like he's not drunk and he's bad at acting drunk. Cut that scene. <laughs> Has Tom Cruise ever been drunk before, do you think? No, that's right. He's a Scientologist. Are they anti booze? I can't remember. Probably. It seems like a thing Scientologists would be. Or they like make their own booze out of the blood of venomous snakes. I don't know. Who? Where, where did I hear it said? Like someone, someone was talking about. This is a great podcast material. Someone was talking about on a different podcast. They were talking about how to act drunk, and the the this famous actor who I don't remember who this guy was talking to. I don't remember who was describing it. I don't remember who he was, was describing. Scott Eastwood on Joe Rogan. Maybe, but he was saying that. This great advice this one actor gave was it, whenever you're playing someone who's drunk, you gotta act as if you gotta act as if you're trying not to be drunk. You gotta like you gotta act as if you're trying really hard to be normal, like really careful not to knock over the vase and like just be really <laughs> careful to pretend like you're not drunk. And that's how that's you come funny. off as looking really drunk, which I thought was funny. Yeah. So what I'm taking away from this, Rudy, is that you think you could do a better job acting in this movie than Tom Cruise. Could. Oh. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Just just wanted to clear that up. They'd have to like move the frame out a little bit though, because Tom Cruise is only like four foot six, and I would just be like, it'd be my chest. So all the shots have to be restructured. Oh, 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 oh. sick burn on Slam. Tom Cruise. Slam the Cruise. Got him. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> He's not gonna be able to sleep tonight after that one, Rudy. <laughs> the fact that him and cold, Kevin Pollock are like world. the same height and. And he just gets a better description. Is kind yeah, of yeah. They don't they don't put short and compact in Tom Cruise's IMDb bio. Exactly. Well, speaking of short and top compact, I'm gonna do a little tease. Like I'm replacing uh, Kevin Pollock, and I'm putting an even an even shorter, more Uh-oh. compact actor in his place. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, first, I'm gonna You're round cutting, out my cut a scene, add a scene. Cutting uh, Tom drunk. No, yeah, cutting Tom drunk, and I'm adding one thing I freaking loved about this movie. Were the shots of DC in the fall? Like DC yes. is one of my favorite cities in America, but DC in the fall is like literally one of the best places to be ever. Like it's just so nostalgic, crispy, you know, crispy. perfect weather. Like you can see their breath, their like the sweaters, the vibes, yeah. everything about DC in the fall is the best. So I think they need a couple more scenes, like maybe That's Tom Cruise jogging down the mall or the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. You know, or or like a scene of them sitting on a bench somewhere of like having a conversation. Yeah, I feel like you need more DC shots. 
make make the vibes supreme. Yeah, but have you ever been to Boston in the fall? Ooh, that just hits different, dude. Have you? That was, that was a Veggie Tales reference for all the people out there. <laughs> really? Which episode? Which Veggie Tales? The pirates who don't do anything. Oh, word. <sighs> anyway, yeah, that's, that's for all my Veggie Veggie Tales heads out there. Veg heads. <laughs> the Veg heads. <laughs> all the Veggie Tales day ones. Um, my kind of scene, out of scene. Yeah, I'm gonna um, cut out the. Uh, I'm cutting out the the scene, the murder scene at the beginning. Don't need it. It's on. It's yeah. on non-essential. The movie. You can have this movie just as well. Like it's. We get it. You know. Totally, totally unnecessary. Um, so I'm cutting that out, and it's not that long. But um. Yeah, I just want to cut that out anyway. Uh, there was some other stuff I wanted to cut out, but I can't remember what it was. I feel like you could just cut out Kiefer Sutherland's entire character. He's sort of like smarmy and annoying, and like I get that the, that's what he's supposed to be, but um, yeah, he's just sort of unnecessary. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll get to it in, in recasting, but I have some thoughts for that that role. Um, and then what I want to add in is I want to add, you know, Rudy, you're adding in more DC in the fall. I want to add in more uh, Cuba, Cuba scenes, scenes down uh, Cuba in on the, the, summer. the beaches, the beaches of Cuba uh, with Tom Cruise and, and Demi Moore. And uh, yeah, maybe they're just there. There's some more seeds planted for their their this love story is making me crazy there. Yes, that. <laughs> Cuba is like a super vibesy place. Like they got all the old cars there, and like yeah, the communists. Uh, it's probably hard the filming communists. there, you know, on lo- location and everything. It's really it's so vibey that people are willing to uh, sail boats across the uh, Gulf of Mexico to get to the United States. Okay, politics lies. <laughs> this has been Politics Corner. <laughs> Hashtag Free Cuba. <laughs> Anyway. I I also didn't like Tom Drunk, but uh, to get some color here, I'm gonna also cut out. Um, not also, but to get some variety. What did you guys think about Andrew Markinson, the lieutenant colonel that uh, ended up killing himself with his nickel plated forty five? Ah, uh, yeah, that dude. Weird face. Yeah, I feel like I, I'm yeah. cutting out his whole character because <laughs> I feel like yeah, I feel like that's fine. I feel like it's one of the it's like a red herring where you think it's gonna go somewhere and I mean he provides some information but I feel like just with Sam Weinberg actually doing his job in research he could have figured that stuff out and he just really confirms the code red. Um, but I think in other ways you could really fill in them finding out that information just by like making some calls and doing some investigative work it's not just so much about them having the information as it is they think they have this ace up their sleeve like that's sort of the key you know part of the film whether or not you like the the character is kind of lame i agree with that but it still is like a um it's like it's crucial to like setting up the vibe of the end where they're sort of on one foot and just like we don't know if this is gonna work. He's got the Air Force guy, the two like guys from the landing strip back there, yeah. and he they're not they don't actually know There's anything or whatever. Yeah, and so you just it makes the whole it makes it extra tense the fact that they don't have that you know trump card at the end of the thing so yeah i would i would advocate for keeping him in but i can see where you're coming from in that well i would more get rid of the whole suicide part and the note that i thought was a little strange and that he's like i did everything i could always and then he just shoots Mm -hmm. i don't know it was just kind of always faithful yeah but she didn't because you killed yourself could have done more stuff if you didn't kill yourself yeah so i would have kept probably the plot line but maybe just not had May just have him like escape or like disappear and go back into the his you know CIA sure. mode. Um, but then I'm adding, I feel like what this movie lacks a little bit is like you're obviously pulling for um, Dawson and Dowley, um, and um, I think I want to know more about Santiago. What do you guys think? Santiago. Which one's Santiago? Oh, Santiago's the one that kept writing letters. Yes. The guy that died. He got got. Don't ask, don't tell. Sorry, I said nah. I said Dolly. It's it's Downey. 
Dawson and Downey. I feel like you get a lot, you get kind of a good idea of who Santiago is. He's kind of like a whiny, like, complainer that's like, but also kind of getting abused and <laughs> isn't down with it. I yeah, I like, think, I think I if they, if you knew who Santiago was more, you wouldn't like be coming at because you're supposed to be coming at it from the perspective that Cruz is coming at it, right? Where it's like, do I stand up for the law and what is right, or do I go mm. for like what feels right or what seems good? And like at the end of the day, he has to decide like I'm going to do this by the rules, like by the law, and like the law is the most important thing, regardless of what I think about any of these people, regardless of if I like them or not. And so like. If you if you are like get some more exposure to the guy that dies beforehand, Santiago, then you don't you know you'll develop opinions on him and feelings about him that Cruz wouldn't have, and it would take you out of Cruz's shoes when you're like in the Cruz scenes, you know. Exactly. So it is sort of like not not knowing about him is sort of important to the movie as well. I don't know. I think it's it's like again, this is you know you sort of touched on at the beginning, Sean, but it's Aaron Sorkin who's just like you know one of the the best at like coming up with stories and like plots it's hard to make things making things interesting like that yeah so i think it's pretty well like constructed movie it's that's what makes the cut of scene out of scene tough because it's you know it's tough yeah that's why i would choose to cut kevin bacon's hair that's it just cut some (laughs) hair that's the only cut (laughs) the only cut give Kiefer more hair yeah yeah, it's tough critiquing it because it's sort of like, well, all these plot points matter a lot. It's just maybe the way that it's done in a little bit. And it's a 30-year-old me- movie, so yeah. I think just in modern film, it's it's maybe doesn't hold up in just how some of those plot points are. Like, more so in today's movie, you would want, you know, to learn more about it, but back then but it does kind of give you this more you're you're focusing on um dawson and downey and at the beginning it's always interesting to switch because you're at first like oh i'm all in on them going down for killing santiago and then Mm. you realize oh yeah this code red thing they didn't necessarily want to do it and so i feel like watching it for the first time it always flips it or if you haven't seen it in a while yeah that kind of plot point of not really knowing Santiago. So I'm, I'm really just burying my Odyssey <laughs> with that <laughs> comment. But yeah, but like I said, I think, I think that all goes back to Sorkin and he's just, you know, one of the, the best storytellers we got right now. He knows how to, knows how to, knows get how it to done. do it. Yeah. Maybe that should have been my best. That was your best, right, Sean? Good best. Good call by you. On oh, that, on thank that you. Best, Sean. Pre- appreciate you coming around on me. My I was going to say, he needed that, Sean. He was like, Sean gives his opinion on something. Well, let me tell you why you're wrong. What are you talking about? I really I'm respect, Sean's biggest fan. I really respect your opinion, but... Guys, what about this <laughs> this cast? Who's the casting Let's director recast some roles. Let's hey, recast some roles. Can we just applaud the cast before we start destroying it? Nah, I, <laughs> screw the casting director. Terrible calls. <laughs> I mean, no, Koopa Gooding Jr. was just in this... Dude. Dude, Cuba Dude. coming out of nowhere. Maybe Thank you for th- that, Sean. Maybe three minutes. I mean, you got him on the payroll, and you just let yeah. him flounder there. Well, are we gonna waste. get in? Are we gonna get into? Yeah, it we're now? gonna get because into it. But I, just, be... I just wanted a slow clap for the cast in general, bringing all of these amazing people together. That was gonna be one of my recasts. Is I'm, I just want to swap Cuba Gooding Jr. and uh, Kiefer Sutherland, so we get more Cuba in this movie. Ooh, Cuba and Cuba. That. Cuba and Cuba is exactly it, Rudy. That's what I want. <laughs> Cuba and Cuba. More Cuba. I mean, we know that we know from uh, Jerry Maguire, they figured it out later down the road, but Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooding Jr. is an electric combo. Mad it's a chemistry. Great one two punch. So you get him in this movie a little bit more with, uh, with uh, you know, instead of Kiefer Sutherland, and you get a little bit of a, you know, a preview of what's to come, and you take advantage of, of what you got. Sort of like like Sean always says, he's there on the set. Yeah, use him. That was my recast. It was sort of a cheater recast, just yeah. to swap out. No, but I do I like think that. It's, I think it, it's crucial. Mm-hmm. Crucial. Crucial. 
Cruise casting ship. director was Janet Hershenson and Jane Jenkins. So shouts oh, yeah. to Janet and Jane. They did knock it out of the park for the most part, I think. Agree. Yeah, that's a great, yeah. great switch up. Just get them on yeah, on, so on the scene. I think mine's a little more crucial. Because um, my role, I think Cruise is, is great in this movie. But I think you can make him even better. Ooh, what? By swapping out Kevin Pollock, as I alluded to earlier. Uh, so I'm not taking out Tom Cruise, leaving him in Kevin. Here. Kevin's already having a hard enough time <laughs> finding jobs as a short, balding, compact character wow. actor. Well, well, here's a short. You got to take. You got to take him out of one of his biggest roles. It's just. I'm sorry, Kevin. Awful I'm, gonna, I'm swapping you with a, a shorter, more compact, balder actor in Daniel Danny DeVito. DeVito. I thought you were so like coming a mile Sandy. away. Yeah, baby. This movie will be 10 times funnier. <laughs> and I think there could be so many more comments alluding to the romance between, like, you don't even get a single, a single, like, line from him, from Kevin Pollack about the romance developing yeah, between yeah, uh, yeah. Cruz and Demi Moore. That's maybe the and most think, unrealistic part. Like, as a friend, he would say something. Hey, right? hey, like, hey, ooh. Like, come yeah. on. Like an eyebrow <laughs> yeah. raise, right? Like, oh, yeah. what do you think? <laughs> a little winky winky. <laughs> It got none of that. So, like, Danny DeVito would be all over the jokes, like, leaving notes and being funny and, like, I'll leave you two alone. Like, just something, like, yeah, I don't know. Something more fu- more com- comedic relief. That's my pitch. Is he too old, though? Would he have been too old? Does it no. work? How much older than t- Tom Cruise is he? Like, 15 years? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much right on. I feel like that could still work. He's just kind of like a slacker, jag lawyer. Kevin Pollock, on the other hand, only four years older than Cruz. Mm. Question time. <laughs> now that we're talking about replacing that role, though. 410. Call back to one of our a loose concept favorite. Could Wayne Knight play that character? Oh, Wayne Knight. Let's get real unhinged, baby. Would have been great. Just like Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight's like expertise. Like talk about a character role. His like expertise is like hastily running somewhere with like a stack of folders and papers, right? Like that's his go-to move. Just to be like, I gotta go. Like I'm in a rush. He'd be great. Yeah. Like papers flying everywhere. Yeah, dude. I'd love that. That would low-key be awesome. Although Sean said Jason Alexander, which I like that as well. That's also a good call. Really, any short, short, bald, compact, dark man you could put in this. Well, he was was almost going to have that role, but then season two of Seinfeld came out. Oh, really? Yeah. I read that in the trivia. Love it. Love it. That's a different movie. He's very different than uh, Kevin Pollack, I feel like, in terms of vibe they yeah bring to the he's table. not as compact <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I, I don't know pretty compact i don't know if you guys will like mine so i'm replacing um demi moore with robin wright <gasps> what do you guys think about i don't that? like robin wright okay <laughs> see i don't think i've seen enough of her though because like she was pretty. She was in Wonder Woman, right? Recently, I don't know. She's in Wonder Woman. She was in House of Cards. I know she's in House of Cards. I hate her. Princess in House of Cards. Bride. Like she's just like a conniving. I don't have Princess Bride, the fair. What's her name? I don't have anything against Robin Wright, but I don't Big know. Demi Moore fan, Elijah. All I'm saying is the what they got is is good. They got a good thing going here. <laughs> well, I thought. <laughs> Leave it at that. In one respect, I didn't want to. Rep- I mean, there's some of these people you just can't replace. I mean, Kiefer Sutherland, yeah, you could definitely swap him out. Um, maybe, you know, Dawson. I thought he did a great job, though, so you can't really swap him out as this stoic Lance Corporal. Um, anyway. I mean, you could put Cuba Gooding Jr. in that role. All I want is more Cuba, man. More Cuba. Yeah. Cuba. What about Marissa Tomei? Oh, my girl. <laughs> mm. about it? No, I think... I think if Elijah, it ain't like, broke, Sean. If it ain't yeah, broke. Yeah. I feel like Demi Moore is the perfect balance between, like, believability. Like, you could believe that she's just, like, an attractive jag lawyer. Like, you know, I feel like so, you can't go too, like, supermodel-y. And like, still believe like, oh, she's actually. 
because like her character is like, oh, she's got the chops, but they're not giving her a chance because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah, she's kind of held back. Yeah, so I feel like if you you, you can't really, I don't know. I feel like Demi Moore plays a really uh, walks that line well. Yeah, but I like it the, was a long like shot. You like the you like the effort. It was a long shot. I like the effort. <laughs> it's yeah. a good idea. Should we, Any, should we get to some questions? Yeah, miscellaneous questions, trivia. No, let's keep talking about female actresses. <laughs> no, I think we should get female to some actors. questions. Female actresses is redundant, I guess. <laughs> let's female. talk about male actresses. <laughs> Uh, sorry. Yeah, let's get to the the general trivia portion. Okay, of the I got show. a big one, which is why is Tom Cruise Tom Cruise's character so mad at Harold? I feel like Harold doesn't really like warrant the anger that he draws from Tom Cruise's character. He's like he's cursed at him, he's screaming at him, he's just like telling him the truth. Who's and Harold? Harold Dawson. He's the uh, African American oh, first oh, class okay. who is Dawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the bench. Or no, on the under the gun. Yeah, I think he he's annoyed at this this code that he has that he's like constantly saying sir and not giving him the full breadth of like the culture down there and what really happened and he's just sort of you would rather because he's sort of not wanting to be in the military, you know he feels like he's a little forced to be in the military from his father living up to his father's expectations. So I think he has a little bit of a vendetta against the whole military complex and this code of ethics that they live by and so he's just trying to break through to you know what he really thinks and i think maybe it was a tool he was using to get through to him is kind of just to scream at him and get mad at him and break him out of his shell and his trance almost maybe i think he's sort of frustrated that he thinks he's being like stupid and it's like, dude, just wake up. It's not that big of a deal to just, you know, take the plea or whatever. Uh, that could be it. He's just trying well, to make, he just wants less work for himself. And this guy's resulting in being more work. And what the actions, Dawson's actions and Dawson's decisions are sort of like, you know, when you're not, when you have no code or principles, you have no, like, you don't have abide by any rules. It becomes annoying to you when other people do so, because then it makes you feel like you're the loser, sort of like what Sean Mm. was saying. And so I think that's all that stuff sort of plays into it together. Cruz just wants to, you know, wrap up the case. Cruz just wants to continue like living with some, you know, amorphous set of principles that don't really mean anything or apply anywhere. He just sort of wants to, you know, keep going with the least amount of effort possible and Dawson is sort of forces him to uh not do that which is I think sort of the main point of contention interesting love the explanation film analysis I'm a film critic well can I ask you why they didn't call uh is it Dawson is he the private first class or is that he's the Tom Cruise I can't da- Dawson's the Lance yeah. Corporal Downey's the Oh, yeah. So, like, why do they not call Dawson to the stand? Why did they call the white guy who forgot that he actually wasn't in the room <laughs> when he got ordered the code red? I don't know. Because Dawson would have been... Well, the other... The opposition didn't call him because... Or the defendant with it. What is that? The defendant? The prosecution. The, def- the prosecution. Thanks, Sean. Law, Sean. The prosecution didn't call him because they knew he'd be too much of a baller witness. And Cruz didn't call him because he didn't, I think, going back to the principals thing, he didn't want him. I think they felt like they could manipulate Downey more than they could Dawson. And Dawson would just stick to whatever the truth was. And sometimes the truth is ugly. You can't handle the truth. Sometimes people can't handle the truth. Yeah. My question is, what's with uh, Jack Nicholson's teeth? Why do they always look like they're like coming out of his mouth? You're just clenching your teeth, your jaw so hard from the stress of sitting on the fence shooting the enemy. You just start start popping out. Yeah, I think it's just his face. Well, that's the thing. He I, he was in uh, that those that Batman movie as the Joker. He just like I thought they put makeup on his face for that, but it's it's just his actual face. He just looks. It looks like that all the time. Yeah, he's one of the most repulsive people in Hollywood, I think, physically. <laughs> yeah. If you've For seen pictures of him as, out in public. Uh, 
as popular and as famous as he is, he is he is definitely not good looking. No. Which uh, you know, gives hope for all you ugly people out there. I'm not <laughs> one of you, but uh, I know I know how I know how it might feel. You too can be a Hollywood star. Wow. Like like oh, us wow. like us good looking people. <laughs> oh my <laughs> word. Dude, Dude, you're gonna get canceled, bro. Fun fact. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> Fun fact. How many times do you think the word sir was used in this movie? Ten. Seventy three. 164 times. That's an average of once every 50 seconds. <laughs> Some people might say that's too many sirs. Sir, sir. Sir. Do you guys have this in your top 20? Wait, wait, I got more questions yet. Oh, <laughs> I forgot you were hosting. Um, Who are the few good men? Is it the soldiers? Yeah. Or is it <laughs> Tom Cruise and Kevin Pollack and Demi Moore? Is it Kiefer Sutherland the, the good men? <laughs> You get, to, you get to the end of this movie, and you're kind of like, uh, Jack Nicholson's right. <laughs> Kate Bacon? Like, is he the good man? Yeah, are the good men the men down the in Guantanamo? <laughs> Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson is the few good men. <laughs> Who's the few yeah. good men? I think the few good men is a reference to soldiers being on the, the front lines. But it, I think in this smaller scale of the movie, I think it's probably just... Dawson and Downey, and they really didn't want to do the Code Red, but kind of had to. You know, in, uh, in 2020, they'd have to call this movie A Few Good People, <laughs> if you know what people. I mean. <laughs> woke. Woke stuff. <laughs> what do you think, Elijah? Elijah. 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 That. Elijah. Elijah. Thank you. Elijah. <laughs> Eli. Hey, Eli. I didn't uh, really put much thought into it myself. I just thought it was a good question. That's why I asked. People, I you people call you, people. In. Some people that don't know you call you Eli, but why don't? Why doesn't anybody call you Ja? Like Ja Rule? So ja, you can. I would just ja call Smith. you Ja. What's up, Ja? Ja Rastafari. That's because it's sacrilegious to my religion, Rastafarianism. Okay, I got a, not a question, but a comment. I think we like from the Big Short callback. We definitely all need wood bats in our lives slash offices. <laughs> Everybody, every one of us needs a wood bat to swing around to hold to kind of jog our memory to kind of. That's my problem. I don't have a wood bat. I loved that scene where yeah, he's looking for his bat, and that is the spark he needs. Looking at his closet and all of the shirts just lined up there. I thought that was a a good plot point in that. Oh yeah, he would have packed all of his stuff away if he was leaving in six hours. I thought that was a really cool twist, an epiphany moment. Word. The uh, a little interesting fun fact, the original play that this movie is based on was inspired by an actual code red at Guantanamo Bay. Lance Corporal David Cox and nine other enlisted men tied up a fellow Marine and severely beat him for snitching to the NCIS. Cox was acquitted and later honorably discharged. In 1994, David Cox mysteriously vanished and his bullet-riddled body was found three months later. His murder Ooh. remains unsolved. Oh, wow. Ooh. A little, little fun fun background that's into that, the movie. That's not that fun of a fact. That's like a sad fact. <laughs> What's interesting is he he died um, or he vanished after the movie came out. Yeah, they saw the movie and they're like, "Hey, hey. this reminds me of that David Cox guy." <laughs> I hate that guy. Few good men. The good men are few. Rudy, is this in your top twenty? Does it make the list? Nope, nope. But it's a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. Um... I think I could see why you would watch it every year. I feel like it's a great fall movie. Like we were, remember when we watched uh, what was that crappy movie with uh, Billy Crystal? <laughs> when Harry met Sally. When Harry met Sally, uh, we we were trying to get like fall vibes out of that. Like I don't yeah. think you get as, you don't get as many fall vibes from that as you do from this movie. Yeah, uh, peak fall yeah. vibes. Sure. What about you, Elijah? Top twenty? Mm. No, not top twenty. Very good cruise movie though. This might be it might be top top five cruise. Ooh. I enjoyed it. 
I thought it was it was very interesting. Kept you engaged. Definitely better than Reminiscence, which was a trash movie. <laughs> I would like to reiterate: do not watch Reminiscence, <laughs> but do watch Few Good Men if you can. The problem with this movie is that there's really no place to like watch it legally. Uh, it's like yeah, twenty dollars yeah, to, buy, to it. buy it on Amazon. <laughs> so you have to be really into watching this movie if you yeah. watch it. You can't just rent it for three bucks or whatever. So that's well, not great. But I gotta um, say. I got caught a break because I was looking at my, I was house sitting for my in-laws and they have IO on demand and it's free on demand. Ah. Uh, Ooh. Nice. There's the loophole. I was going to say this, uh, this is not going to be great for the analytics of the podcast. <laughs> not a lot of people are going to want to listen to a podcast. I feel like a lot of people have seen watch. this movie though. True. Big facts, Sean. Big, Big facts. facts. I was surprised yeah, not that top, neither not of you top 20 for me. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen a lot of movies. Yeah, <laughs> true. There's so many. There's just there's just at least 200 movies they've made, and I haven't seen them all yet. Yeah, mm. at least we're getting there slowly but surely. It is in my top 20. So, oh, nice. In case anyone was wondering, yeah, Sean's like, <laughs> <laughs> is it is it uh, new to the top 20? Have you did you add it after watching it this time, or was has it always been? I don't remember. I don't remember either. It, it, I'm making room for it if I if I don't have it in my top twenty. He uh, it says Jack Jack Nicholson only appeared in four scenes in the entire movie. Yeah, sucks. His presence, but the the last one was twenty one minutes long. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good portion of the movie. That scene was twenty one minutes. That's crazy. That is so like that. That's how well written it was. It just like keeps you on your seat on the edge of your seat. You're like, time flies when you're watching. When you're having fun. Good men. Cool. It was great hosting tonight. Also, interesting. Job, wait, wait, so wait. One fun. more, one oh. more oh. fun fact. Interesting fun oh, fact. So close. The uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry to, so to uh, sabotage your ending. This is interesting. Steven Spielberg was the one that wrote the "You can't handle the truth" line. It wasn't even Sorkin. Spielberg oh, really? came up with that. Was he an executive producer or something on this? I don't know. It just says that on IMDb, and if you know it's on IMDb, it's got to be it's true. It's got to be true, dude. Sorry, go ahead. Wrap it up, Sean. My bad. Well, what are we doing next week? Oh, yeah. That age-old question. We have to do Mission Impossible at some point. Why don't we do this? Since this was kind of my movie and then I hosted it, Rudy, why don't you pick a movie and you can host? Awesome. Sounds good. And then Elijah will destroy you next week. That'll be fun. (laughs) No, I won't. I don't destroy people. All right, I'll think of something, and I will tell you guys maybe tomorrow. So, movie, yeah, we have still have Mission Impossible to do at some point. I do want to really want to do another something to keep an eye out. I do want to do another movie mystery movie round because it seemed like people really like that. Mm, Ooh, I like so, that too, yeah. we might bring mystery movies back for um, episode sixty is coming up. I think this is fifty eight. So maybe not the next. I feel episode, like we should do that more often. That. I really liked that. That was fun. Yeah, maybe every five we'll do a mystery yeah. movie. So we'll do it on 60 and then 65 and then we just pivot if the podcast lasts that long. But yeah, we should bring that definitely bring that back. So those are other things to consider. But yeah, next week we can do whatever, whatever you guys want to do. Or we can, if nothing else, we can do Mission Impossible. It's up to you guys. Okay. Cool word. So we will let you guys know on all the socials what movie we're going to do next. Hosting voice in my tr- in my trailer voice. I I can't start it, guys, because I end it. Oh, wait, no, I'll end it this time. <laughs> what do you even say? Thank you for watching. So always we'll see you next time. And above all, you have to plug the other things, though, Doc. The 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 Instagram and the Twitter and the email and the. Uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared so for this. This is what I'm trying to tell you guys. You don't know how much work I do for this stupid podcast. Well, no, I'm podcast. saying if I knew what I was doing, yeah, I would have written it out. Um, hit us up on the Grom. Hit us up on Twitter. Mm. Hit us up yeah. on the Gmail at looseconceptpod at gmail.com with all of your questions, all Send of your us fan, something. fan mail. Please say something. We will read it on air. Um, at Loose Concept Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. 
and we buy all the merch. Ages. We have all the comfort colors. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, comfort colors, go to our shop first. It's bonfire.com slash loose concept two. So the number. Number two. Not the number then two, just two. And um, we will be back next week. So always keep it loose. And keep it conceptual. No, you're the, the, you're the second loose, Rudy. I do the conceptual now. <laughs> all right, do it over, do it over. And above <laughs> always, remember to keep it loose. Wait, no, and remember, above always. Wait, no, you got to give me a little more time. Hold on. Okay, okay. You guys time this together. Okay, go ahead. And above, above wait, what are you? Above all else. Above all else. Always remember. Always remember to keep it loose. Keep it loose. loose. And keep it conceptual. We gotta try this blowhole thing, man. This whale dude is giving me a brain freeze. I'll have what she's doing. I still love you, baby. Oh, you poor sad multi-millionaire. I feel so sorry for you. I was right. I think I liked you better when you were drunk. No, my ears are fine. We definitely have an out-of-tune player. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. <laughs>